a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You're listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I'm so thankful for the fact that God is faithful, that we can trust him, that he has a plan and a purpose for our lives. And today, as you wash those clothes and as you make that supper and as you drive that carpool line or as you are in work, just trying to figure out the next step, God is with you. He is for you. He has not abandoned you. He sees you. He knows you. He loves you. He is at work in your life. And I am here to cheer for you hang in there keep pressing on and we're in the middle of this series that's all about God and what I love about this series is that it reminds us who he is and I have my good friend Shelly Chandler with me again this week thank you Shelly for joining us for this entire series oh it has been so much fun I have loved every minute of it we're kind of having a, a lot we, of fun we doing really this. are and I've it's been fun when the boys left this morning they were like so mom uh, what are you doing today and I was like oh I'm just gonna go be on the radio <laughs> <laughs> my kids, they, they asked weren't that impressed. All the time. Yeah. They were like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, and whenever my kids hear me on the radio, they are like, hey, mom, can we change the station? <laughs> They're not necessarily impressed or <laughs> really excited about listening to me, you know, share truths exactly. uh, both on the radio and in the car, which happens Why all again? the time. Right. They're like, hey, where's the Sonic, mom? <laughs> Repeat. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, we're in the middle of this series that has just been so exciting. It's been really rich and yes. really deep. And whenever we first came up with this idea, I really didn't see how it all connected together. But I think about week three, I started going, oh my goodness, God is weaving together a deep, rich theology for us that we can live our lives by, that we can sink our teeth into in a sense, so that we can just have hope and joy and peace and experience his love in the midst of any kind of situation. You know, here in this world, we're going to have trouble, right? I mean, John 16, 33, what did Jesus say? We're going to have some trouble. We're going to have some trials. We're going to have some pain. We're going to have some tribulation. We've seen that every single week throughout the scriptures. But Jesus said, take heart because I've overcome. And that is the God that we serve. We serve the one who overcame and who makes us an overcomer. And so wherever you are today in life, just know your position in Christ. You are saved. You are safe. You are wanted. You are sanctified. And one day, you're going to be glorified. You're going to be with Christ in heaven where there's no more sin, no more shame, no more hard stuff. The tears are going to be yes. gone and we're just going to be worshiping. What What do you think that's like, Shelly? Let's just think about that for a second. I just, I think it's scripture's correct when it says that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. No one can fully comprehend what that will exactly be like. But I think sometimes it has to be similar to when we are in this moment where it's just me and it's just God and there's no need for anything else. There's no need for words. There's no need for anything but to know that I am in his presence. And it's not just the fact that I am in his presence, but that he desires for me to be in his presence. That must be what heaven is going to be like. It's almost like that awestruck yes, moment, that yes. that feeling that we have every once in a while that is just 
too big for us to even get our minds yeah. around. And, you know, that's just a little taste of glory. Yes. It's a little glimpse of what is to come. And one thing that I always recognize in that moment is even if there's hard stuff going on around me, there is a peace yes. in that awestruck moment that is a representation of who Christ is because he himself is our peace. peace. Mm -hmm. And so today we're going to talk about peace. You know, I think peace is something that we really throw around that word. <laughs> you know, we'll say peace out. I mean, right. I might be dating myself by saying that. I know that there's a peace sign that was very popular <laughs> when I was a child in the 80s, and it kind of seems to be making a comeback, you know. And so, again, just like we've talked about every week, there is a temporary connotation to yes. these words, and there is an eternal, eternal connotation to these yes. words. And one thing I've thought about over the years of just my walk with the Lord and just really being in the word is, you know, oftentimes we'll think in our temporary mindset that peace means calm in terms right. of no problems right. and no struggles and no constraints and no pain. But when we look at the scriptures, we know that peace is not the absence of problems. Rather, it's the presence of God in the midst of those problems. Absolutely. And so we want to just really dig into that because we want to walk in the fullness of who God has made us to be. And we're called not only to experience his peace, but to be ministers of that peace. And so let's just dig in. We talked about John 16, 33 and how we're going to have some struggles and some trials. Uh, Shelly, tell us what that verse means to you. Well, I just want to read it one more time just so everyone can hear it. But it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And what you always have to do when you're reading something like this, um, you have to look and see what came before it. And what Christ is telling us before what he's telling his disciples is that you're never alone. You need to recognize that I am going away, yes, but you will never be alone. And he also is telling them, he's teaching them, part of this is for them to learn how to pray. And he says, through your prayer will be the realization that you are never alone. And that is what peace is. It's, it's not a perfect, calm, serene life. It is recognizing the presence of God in every aspect of that life. And that comes through Christ. Absolutely. You know, and whenever we talked about in week two, how God is our hope. We were in Romans chapter five and we're going back there to yes, end this series so because Romans chapter five has so much to say about peace and how we can access that peace. And so let's go to Romans chapter five and we'll start in verse one. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so obviously we're talking about salvation there. Yes. Uh, remember, we are not able to save ourselves. No. Uh, we are not able to experience peace on our own. The only lasting peace, the only real peace comes in the context of a saving relationship with Jesus Absolutely. Christ, where we trust his sacrifice to pay our sin penalty and to move us from spiritual death to spiritual life. You know, I think about the individuals who face eternity apart from Christ. And we don't talk about that very right. often because it's just hard to imagine what that must be like um, as you're looking at eternity 
knowing and believing that you're going to go somewhere but not sure where and how that is ultimately the picture of a lack of peace. But God made provision through sending Jesus. He has reconciled us uh, through faith. He has justified us through faith and we have peace with God because of that through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And so we're standing in this grace which produces peace. You know, and I think about grace and how that's God's riches at Christ's expense, but it is also a picture of realizing that our lives are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, that we have been set free. We have been made whole. We have been redeemed. We have been saved because of what Jesus did on our behalf. Absolutely. And I love this part because we don't talk about this enough, but the Bible's very clear. It tells us that apart from apart from Christ, we are enemies of God and that through Christ, we have received the reconciliation that brings us peace. And this is what we're talking about when we talk about this everlasting peace. We just spoke earlier about how you can have uh, peace in the here and now, but this is the peace that is forever. This is that eternal peace that only God offers through reconciliation. And so because of Christ and what he has done, we have peace with God. And that's the very definition of being justified, to be made right. You know, sometimes we have these theological words, these kind of churchy words, and we read them and we forget to explain them and understand them. (laughs) But when we're justified through faith in Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection, we are made right. We are uh, saved. We are moving from spiritual death to spiritual life. And that happens as we have faith in Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sins. That's the only way to access this peace. And what I love about Romans chapter five is that it says you have gained this access by faith into this grace in which you right now stand. And again, it's a reminder that there is a right now peace, but there's also a peace that is to come. And so we talked about that last week, how we have a present joy, but we also have a future joy. We have a present peace, but we also have a future peace. And so understanding that this present peace, it's all about salvation. It's all about moving from spiritual death to spiritual life. It is all about being saved. It's all about engaging in the sanctification process. It's all about forsaking the temporary and engaging in the eternal so that we can be changed, so that we can be transformed, so that we can be made whole and complete. And then we're going to see Jesus face to face and hear, well done. Yes. Oh my goodness. And we have this great definition of peace that speaks right to that. And it says, um, peace is to join together into a whole. And when all essential parts are joined together, it equals peace. So God's peace is our gift of wholeness. Mm. He makes us perfect the way he intended from the beginning. And so when we think about wholeness and we think about what that looks like in the midst of a broken world, yes. we're getting really real. Yeah, we are. We are because we struggle with mm. lack of forgiveness, yeah. either for ourselves or for others. We struggle with brokenness. We struggle with pride. We struggle with insecurities. We struggle with regret, thinking that we 
could have, should have, would have done it. And if we had, then we could have that peace. But whenever we see that the peace of God leads to wholeness, it leads to completion. It leads to this standing before him where we know that we are safe and secure in this place that he created for us to refuge into him. It leads us to this place of well-being no matter what's going on. Yes, because it's once again not dependent on us. It has everything to do with God. Yes, and so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to experience that wholeness because this peace is a right now peace. But you know what? It is also a right now peace to activate in our lives that it actually, Scripture says, can be a guard for us. It can actually protect us. It can actually uh, cover our hearts and our minds, and we can actually abide in this peace. And so on the other side of the break, we're going to come back and we're going to get real as if we haven't already (laughs) about peace and what what it looks like applied to our right now, everyday walk with God. In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit andrealennonministry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's andrealennon.org. Now, Let's hear a final truth from Andrea. So we're back and we're talking about the peace of God and how the peace of God leads to wholeness. It leads to freedom. It leads to this place of awe. You know, we talked about that, Shelley, and how we have these moments where we're just overwhelmed and undone by the presence of God, by the goodness of God, by the grace of God, by the provision of God, and how it's just a foretaste of that which is to come. And we talked about in our prior segment about how this peace is a right now peace that is a picture of this peace to come. And so in this portion of the program, I want us to talk about how can we access the right now peace of God? Uh, Because it is a gift for us. It is who we are in Christ. It is our standing because we have placed our faith in Jesus Christ, because he has given us everything that we need for life and godliness through his word. He's told us how to walk in this peace. And so we're going to look at Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It's a very familiar passage of scripture. But what I love about this passage of scripture is it gets into our business. Yes, you know, does, you, yes. we need those passages that just get into the middle of our business. <laughs> and at the beginning of verse six, it says, do not be anxious about anything. And let's just juxtapose, you know, anxious thoughts and peaceful thoughts yeah. and like how they're completely contrary to one another and how we can move back and forth, honestly, pretty fluidly between the two. At least I can this morning as I woke up, I had moments of anxious thoughts and I had moments of peaceful thoughts, (laughs) which reminds us we're in this war. We're in this process of experiencing the wholeness that is Christ. And so I don't want to get down about that. I just want to realize, okay, we're fighting this thing out. And so the anxious thoughts can come from all kinds of things. It can be little things, you know, like, uh, did I pick up the groceries at the grocery store today? I don't know if you've ever ordered groceries and yes. forgotten actually to pick yes. them up. I might be confessing something. Um, or if it's if it's big things, you know, where it's something going on with our family, it's something going on with um, our, our jobs, or it's something going on in our church, or certainly some anxious thoughts about the, the direction of our world. And so uh, these anxious thoughts, they're going to come, and they're going to wage war against our peaceful standing in Christ. And so we're told in Scripture, 
scripture, do not be anxious. Like that's where I want to just get kind of sassy and blonde with the word of God and go like, okay, how is that supposed to happen? (laughs) Right? Because we live in this world where it's so real. And it's not like that God's word is saying don't care because all over scripture, it says, cast your care on me, but rather that we would trust God. And that's such a true statement. It is very difficult. And I don't know why this is, once again, that that flesh that wars within us. But it's so difficult to trust God. And he's never once proven himself unfaithful. But for some reason, we struggle letting go of things and um, just giving them over to him. It's that whole control freak uh, perfectionist personality that I may be confessing to right now that I, I was going to say, with. have you been in my prayer journal this week? <laughs> oh, I do struggle with that. But yes, it, it really, it does come down to that. Do you trust God? And as we trust him, then we will present things to him. Like we'll, we'll say, okay, Lord, I don't know what to do with this thing, this thing that is stealing my peace. There's a passage in scripture that says that, you know, God is able to daily bear our burdens. And, you know, it's just a great reminder to me that he is the one who can carry that load in regards to that situation that is stealing our peace. So if it is a financial situation, if it is a health-related situation, if it's a relational strain, if it's just straight-up confusion, doubt, fear, shame, regret, he can bear that. Jesus came to pay for that thing that is stealing your peace. But here we see this call in Philippians 4, 6, and 7 is that we're not supposed to be anxious about it, but rather to present that to him, to make known, to declare, to reveal, to say, Lord, this is what is going on in my life, and it is stealing my peace. Mm -hmm. Now, Shelly, obviously, he is sovereign. He is providential. (laughs) He is in control. He already knows what's going on in our lives. (laughs) He knows it full well. He knows it better than we know it. And so when we say what's going on in our life that's stealing our peace, it's more for us than him. Absolutely. Because it just engages in the spiritual battle. Well, and it's just like, I mean, when God asked Adam, where are you when he was in the garden? That wasn't because God did not know where Adam was, but God instead wanted Adam to know where he was. And this is what we do as well. When we are active, and once again, we're going to use that word intentional, when we are intentional and present these requests to God, it is for our benefit. It is for our edification. It is so we know where we are in our journey. Have we let go? Have we trusted? And um, so most of the time, some of the time, we'll have to say no, and we'll have to lay that down and give that over to him. I don't know about you, but I have to lay it down again. Yes, and again. And again, yes. and again, and again. Mm. Uh, and that's, again, what a gracious, loving, compassionate, slow-to-anger God we serve who really has our best interest at heart. So Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, present your request to God. And when we trust him and when we present to him, which which when we present to him, which requires us to surrender to his plans and to his purposes, scripture says that the peace of Christ will rule our hearts and our minds yes. in Christ Jesus. <laughs> and like that's so applicable for us control freak women, yes. right? Uh, and yes. not only women, but just everybody, because our hearts are involved in the process. You know, I don't know if you've ever had like um, an anxiousness that resulted in 
like physical attributes of sweating or a, your your heart is racing or you know like you you're having trouble breathing in that moment um but but what happens is we can tr- I don't know if you've ever had like a physical reaction maybe where your heart is beating fast or your mind is thinking like 3000 yes, thoughts all at life. once but when we trust God when we present to God what scripture says is that God's peace, that wholeness that you talked about at the beginning of the program, that well-being, that calm, that harmony, it is an actual shield around those two areas of our lives that can kind of get stirred up in a good old tizzy, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. So so we have not only access to this peace through salvation, we have the opportunity to stand in this peace through sanctification, Amen. which positions us for that future peace, which is going to be glorification. Mm. And so we want to do that, but we have to engage in the battle. We've got to realize, where am I falling into the trap? And we used that last week to try to you know, get my peace from the things of this world, get my peace from the circumstances, maybe even get that peace from the acceptance of others, which can be a roller coaster ride in and of itself. And so engaging in that spiritual battle, do not be anxious about anything. Rather, present God with everything and then watch that peace, watch that wholeness, watch that, you know, calm, really provide a guard around your heart and your mind. And then that leads me to Colossians chapter three. And this is kind of like the exclamation point whenever it comes to peace, especially the right now peace that guards our hearts. Right here. That's right. In verse 15 of Colossians chapter three says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. I mean, it's kind of like not a suggestion. No, it's not at all. (laughs) <laughs> so we're we're just to called to do it. Yes, yes. We're called to do that, to let that peace, to really, really invite that peace to rule in your hearts. And whenever we think of something ruling in our hearts, we think of it taking over, you know, taking control. It's in charge instead it of is. us. Which we let's talk about that for a minute. Isn't it nice to not be in charge? I mean Absolutely. really it is to let someone else take over things and one of the one of the most freeing things about God is that is what he does for you. If you will just let him, if you will trust him, he will take over for you and he will be the one that rules in your life and guides and directs your steps. Shelly, that is profound. Like we're going to just camp on that for just a few <laughs> minutes because I think we long to be in charge, but yet we struggle in the midst of being in charge because then we have to be all the things to all the people and we have to do all the things in order to please the people and then we do all the things in order to try to feel valued by the people and so when we surrender that need and we just say okay lord your rule your reign your goodness your grace at work in my life and through my life it removes that need to be all the things to all the people you be in charge you go ahead dictate my day dictate my life Tell me my steps. You've ordered them anyway, and let me follow in those. And my goodness, what peace comes from that. Yeah, absolutely. And then we have the opportunity just to surrender, which I think is another good word whenever we think about peace. It, it requires surrender. It requires us to give up our plans, our will, our way, for the will of God to rule over our lives, which takes us to the next verse in Colossians chapter 3. And this is in verse 17. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God through 
Sorry, I almost made it. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Yes. Which brings us to our application for the peace of Christ, which is God has a will for us. He has a plan for us. He has purposes for us. He has a calling on our life. And ultimately, salvation is the pathway to peace. But sanctification is the process of yes, peace. Yes, it is. And part of our sanctification, which is becoming more like Jesus, is living for him yes. instead of living for us and then leveraging our lives for the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we step into those callings, that we step into those hard places, that we step into whatever it is God created us to do, whether that's in our homes, in our workplace, in our church, in our world, in our communities, and we do it for God. Yes, and when you do it for God, that removes that burden off your shoulders because you're no longer concerned with your agenda and your priorities or even, let's say, your rights. We all have these rights we feel like we have. But once you surrender all that to God and everything about you is done to please Him, you will experience a peace like that. That's uh, you will experience a peace that the world cannot take away, and it can't provide either. No. So we're going to think real practically, and I'm going to challenge you right now with a couple of questions. The first one is this: What is God calling you to do? How is He calling you to surrender to His plans and purposes? Is He calling you maybe to step out in faith and to actually take part in a Bible study? Uh, maybe He's calling you to lead a Bible study. Maybe He's calling you to connect in your local church and to serve in your greeter ministry or in the choir or on the praise team or simply maybe in the the nursery behind the scenes rocking those babies. How is he calling you? Maybe he's calling you to go to the other side of the world and to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Whatever he's calling you to do, that is the process of peace being lived out day in and day out because it is through his plans and purposes that we're able to hear and to experience that definition of peace. We'll have the wholeness and we'll have the freedom. Well, Shelly, this has been a great series. Yes. I've loved having you it, on the oh, program. It's been super fun. And it's I want been us to so much fun. I just I want <laughs> I'll, I'll go back. I'll just go back. Sorry. Let's, let's see if we can get through the last minute. <laughs> minute. That's right. <clears throat> Shelly, it's been great having you on the program. And this has been an incredibly rich series. Yes. And I just pray that God will use it in such powerful ways. I think it'd be great for us just to really summarize everything one last time and to give one last challenge to everyone who is listening. When we know God is love and that he lavishes love on us so that we are a child of God, we will begin even from that point to surrender to him. We will begin at that point to trust him. We will begin at that point to just go, he has my best interest at heart. I do not have to keep him at arm's length. I can run to him fully and experience all that he has for me. And oh, the hope that that will bring into our daily lives, because it is through that abiding relationship with Jesus Christ that we know this world is not our home, that we really are passing through and that his hope it does not disappoint, and there is a future moment coming when we will see Jesus face to face, and oh, that the joy that that brings to us. Uh, maybe in the midst of struggles, and 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 maybe in the midst of struggles and trials, and 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 maybe in the midst of struggles. 
maybe in the midst of struggles and trials and even maybe some disappointments going on in our life, that we can have joy because we put our eyes on Jesus because he is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And there is a joy that is before us, just like there was a joy that was before him. And finally, to have a peace that passes all understanding that guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus as we go, Lord, I want to just live for you. Yes, I just want to spend all of my days living for you. And in the process of that, we bring glory to God and we find our sufficiency and our strength in him. So as you've listened to this series, it is our prayer. It is our hope. It is our desire that God has just revealed something to you in such a fresh new way that you are engaging in that battle, that you are stepping out in faith and that you are experiencing God as your love, as your hope, as your joy and as your peace. This episode of Inspire On The Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth On The Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.